Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I am your host, Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. Today, my guest is Dr. Zachary DeVries, who is an Assistant Professor of Urban Entomology in the Department of Entomology. Welcome, Zach. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're going to talk about bed bugs today. I think that this is probably a topic that as soon as I mentioned it, people are starting to itch or, or squirm a little bit. But bed bugs are something that many of us have had to deal with, especially when traveling. And so let's talk about what we can do. First of all, maybe we should talk about what bed bugs are. So why don't you just kind of tell us? What are bed bugs? Yeah, no, that's that's a great place to start. So, so, and especially because I think a lot of people, there still remains a lot of confusion about what is a bed bug. So, in its basic sense, you know, bed bugs are small parasites that live on or around, I would say, our beds, but it's our, our sleeping areas. Not everybody sleeps on a bed all the time. So, it could be on a couch or a sofa or, or a nightstand, sure. something next to where we're sleeping, et cetera. But small parasites that feed on our blood or also on animal blood. So, they can feed on companion animals as well. And they're a major problem. Um, they have some pretty significant effects on humans. Obviously, when they bite us, the bites can be annoying, they're very itchy. If you get a lot of bed bugs in one house, you can get a lot of bites in any given night. So it can cause tremendous distress that way. They're also very difficult to get rid of. We'll talk about management, I think, later. But but you know, economically speaking, it's it's very expensive to hire a professional. But that's really the only route that we have that's very effective. So very expensive to get rid of, very traumatizing for people to deal with them. So anybody who's ever had to deal with bed bugs knows that the effects of the bed bugs are going to last a lot longer than the bed bugs themselves. Um, so, you know, you might get rid of the bed bugs in in a month or two, but you might be living with this idea of do I have bed bugs for a much longer period of time? So, I know from traveling when I have been in a hotel room that's had bed bugs, the hotel will often come and and take all of your stuff and get it cleaned and move you to a different room, but you still worry that you have those bed bugs going home with you. Exactly. I mean, it's it's the unseen fear that really kind of drives a lot of this because that's and we'll get again we'll get to management later. But but yeah, just this unknown of do I have them? What's going to happen? And and hopefully we can clear some of that up through through our talk today. But yeah, a major major problem. If I but if I was going to say one silver lining is luckily they don't transmit any diseases. So that's that one is, of the I was going to say what yeah. are, what are the harms that they might provide? So it's good to know they yeah. don't. Yep. Don't. There's one positive to all of this is that yes. at least they're not transmitting diseases like ticks and mosquitoes and all of the others. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're just uncomfortable to deal with. So yeah. where did bed bugs come from? Are they? Something that's just been around and we've just gotten them in our homes. And- yeah. So their their origin is really fascinating. You know, the, the theory, and nobody really knows this, but but we suspect that they're around with humans when humans lived in caves a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And they would feed on bats in those caves. Oh, and, okay. and the bats though would move back, move in and out of the caves, but the humans didn't. So they kind of made their way down and fed on humans and then people moved out of caves and they spread with them. That's that's oh. the theory behind it, at least. What we do know for sure is they've been around for a really long time. We know that even back to like ancient Egypt, we've got 
pictures and drawings and things of their presence there. So they've been plaguing people for an extremely long time, <laughs> but surprisingly they disappeared. I think it was the mid 1950s. They just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. And there's some huh. theories as to why, but we don't really know. So, so people growing up from 1950 to early 2000s, you don't, you heard, you know, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Right. And that was your knowledge of a bed bug. Other than that, bed bugs were, were a myth or a legend or something else. But unfortunately, they've made a pretty resounding, you know, resurgence in the last, yeah. you know, 15, 20 years to where now they've become almost, you know, I don't know common may not be the right word, but they're, they're for lack of a better term, they're pretty common now. We see right. them all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if I think I found a bed bug or, or if I, I guess if I found one bed bug, then I found a bunch of bed bugs, right? <laughs> yeah. <I> do. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first thing to do, regardless of what situation you're in, is don't, don't panic. There, there's a tendency of people when they see a bed bug, and I, and I know it's a lot easier said than done to immediately call everybody you can find, grab whatever sprays you can find, just do anything. And while that may may make you feel productive, it, it oftentimes isn't going to solve the problem. It's just going to exacerbate things. So don't panic. You know, the first thing I tell people to do after finding a bed bug is start with a simple inspection around the bed. And we've, we've got a fact sheet. I think you'll share it at the end of the, the podcast. Sure. But, but, you know, there's some pictures and things of places to look. A look around the bed, pull up mattress seams, look around box springs. If you're in a chair recliner, kind of look in folds and gaps and seams and places around there. You know, again, you can reach out to one of your, you know, one of your local extension agents. They can hopefully guide you through some of this. But you're going to want to do an inspection. You might also want to set out some traps, um, you know, and I think that's also contained in the fact sheet that we have. But you're going to want to, you can set out some traps. And ultimately, what you want to build towards is you need to find some live bed bugs to get this properly dealt with. Because if you find evidence of past infestations, if you find dead bugs, it can be very difficult for, for a pest control company or anybody to kind of do anything. And what right. they what they really need is evidence. What you need to to know you have a bed bug problem is is live bugs, which can be often pretty hard to find. But that's really what you're looking for. And like I said, as you start this process, it can be challenging. And I would definitely encourage everybody to reach out to your local extension offices with specimens, pictures, IDs as you're going through the process, and try and get them to help you. Um, and I would also just add at the end of that, don't rely on the bites alone. Um, right. These can be an initial indicator. So if you wake up and you have a bunch of mysterious bites, it can be a, it can be a clue like, hey, maybe I should go look for bed bugs. But it is not evidence that bed, that bed bugs are there. There are a lot of things in your home or around your home that can cause bites or bite-like symptoms that aren't bed bugs. So, right. so don't panic. You know, the, first mm-hmm. and foremost, don't panic. Take a deep breath and then work yourself through the process and make sure you can find bugs, you can ID'd by an expert, and then you can proceed with management as needed. And is management something that people could do on their own or do they need to call a professional to get that taken care of? Yeah, so so in my opinion, it is something that that would require a professional. They are very, very tricky. And I don't want to say that there aren't instances where people, homeowners have been able to take care of the problem on their own. But I would say for every one case where somebody does, I've got a hundred cases where people fail to do so and they actually can make the problem worse. So so if if you got bed the bugs, chances you, of you being that one percent are not good, right? Very very small. <laughs> and, and it almost it, it, it you end up paying one way or another because the, the amount of effort that you have to put in to do it yourself 
is it's very labor intensive. You're washing things, you're drying things, because a lot of our insecticides are, are you know, are, are just not great anymore. So right. usually the, the way that bed bug management works, the companies that do it well, they'll take an integrated approach usually. And that integrated approach involves a lot of elbow grease. There's a lot okay. of effort. There's a lot of work. It's not, there's no magic bullet or, or secret pesticide that gets rid of them. It's hard work and effort that that really does the job and knowledge of their behavior and biology. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it, you really do need to bring in a professional. If you're even in, have any questions about it, while I still feel is just avoid starting to treat by yourself until you know what you're doing. Cause if you, sometimes the treatment that you put in can actually make the situation a lot worse. You know, bed bugs are very predictable in their natural behavior. They tend to be found or found around where people are. But if you start treating on your own and use an ineffective product, like let's say bug bombs are a common one. They don't work at all, but people will, will pull them out and use them. What they'll do is they actually can spread the bugs out. So oh. when I, if as a professional walks into your house to treat for bed bugs, if you had done nothing, maybe all the bed bugs are on your bed and your nightstand, but now you set off a bug bomb or you use some other mm. insecticide and now they're everywhere. They're in your closet, oh. they're in your kitchen, they're in your bathroom and their job just got 10 times harder and, and it's going to take a lot longer, a lot more effort. So, so. And a lot more money doing, probably, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so avoid doing anything yourself, you know, until you kind of know what you're doing essentially. And I, and, and generally speaking, I would avoid doing things yourself and bring in a professional. I think it's just, it just ends up being a better solution. I, you know, but that's difficult to say sometimes not everybody has the money because it can be very expensive to do this. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you can using a professional is, is advised. All right. I think that that sounds like great advice, um, yep. and I hope that none of our listeners have to deal with bed bugs. But if they yep. do, um, I, I appreciate that you've given them some good information about how to, to handle it and not to panic. I guess yep. is the, the biggest thing. So who cares if the bed bugs are right? It'll be you'll be okay in the morning, right? <laughs> yes, yep. You, you'll be able to take care of it, and it, they are a solvable problem, and they are something we can definitely. We we have the tools, the knowledge, and the expertise available, particularly in, in Kentucky. We've got some really good pest control companies. We can get rid of bed bugs. So don't don't panic. You always take a deep breath. And and again, your your you know, your extension agents and others out there are there to help you. So so use those resources at, you know at your disposal. I think that's great advice. Thanks, Zach, for joining me today and talking about something that's making me a little itchy. Thanks and sorry sorry for the itches. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Talking Facts and we are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at FCS.UKY.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.